Welcome back. This is Tatiana Sawyer again, and I'm happy to be here to share some information with you. I get a lot of questions from students about how um, they can get started, how quickly they can get started and become a bookkeeper. And I think it's an important question, so I want to really dive into that. Depending on the program that you take, it may take you anywhere from um, two weeks to four to two to six months, depending on where you go to school. If it's a course like mine, you can get it all, um, I guess you can go through it um, in two weeks, in a week if you wanted to. It's seven modules and bonus. Um, programs where you have to go in person would be anywhere from two to four months, sometimes six if you go to college. So um, as soon as you have that knowledge, that basic accounting knowledge, the foundational stuff, you can definitely um, get started, right? So it's fairly quickly, fairly quickly. Now, the next question is, how quickly can you get clients? And that's a different question. Um, it will be a little bit harder for you to get the first client. There's no question about it. Simply because, you know, you don't have experience. You don't really know how to work with um, items, with um, what a bill looks like, what an invoice looks like, even though in my program I do show that. Um, so, but it's, but it's still doable and it's still pretty, pretty, I guess, very possible. I saw, you know, my best friend got her first time, first time job, um, without experience in accounting. Um, and that's totally fine, right? She got her first job. Um, I helped her through the process a little bit. No issues. No, um, no issues. No, really, problem with that at all. Now, I've also had people who finished my course and started thinking outside the box. Started thinking about how how do we find this new project? How do we find a job? How do we get some experience so that we can get exposed to the real world, right? The real business. And they did it. And I'll show, I'll teach you a little bit about, about that in this episode. So let's dig in. So when you don't have any experience, you can start by reaching out to churches and local organizations like that to volunteer and offer them to volunteer to do their books. Um, and it's been really successful. Like this one um, woman, woman that works with me, uh, now, she was a student on my course, and now she works with me. Um, she actually did that, and she found some really good opportunities on, um, on that. Um, now, the, the next strategy would be to um, find volunteer sites like Match.org, CatchAFire.org. Um, you only need to get your first client. Once you get some experience, you will understand what the drill is. And so I'll understand it better. I teach it as much as I can in my course, but you will understand better what the drill is. And so that's really important. Um, another um, another option that you can, can could do, could consider, um, is reach out to your friends and family who are maybe creatives because the chances are they're ignoring their money. They're ignoring their... Uh, really tracking obligations and they're freelancing, but not really paying attention to taxes and money and, and tracking expenses and costs and stuff like that. And usually commingling funds. 
So you can actually reach out to them and offer them to help them out to get some experience. Um, and then offer your services on your social media. It's a great way to do that. You have a community, you know, we all have these community groups. I am part of a ton of them. Don't love being a part of, part of um, a, ton, a ton of the groups, but I am because they're, they do provide some value. And so I do that anyway. Um, so that's another great strategy to do, um, to implement, I guess, is the right word. Now, what about also reaching out to accounting firms? Accounting firms are really desperate for really good bookkeepers. Many of them outsource bookkeeping because they can't find anyone who does it well. And chances are that the outsourced bookkeeping is not always good either. And so we often feel stuck because we can't find somebody else to do the work and do it well. And so that's a really great um, strategy for you to follow. So definitely consider that. Now, um, when you're newly certified bookkeeper, a newly, I guess, graduated bookkeeper, what you need is the first few clients. And that's okay to, for the first few clients, uh, maybe it's a temporary thing to work for less or for free. So you'll get this uh, first experience. You will, you will work maybe a little bit for free. Then you'll maybe offer to charge them a little bit, let's say, you know, or for free or a smaller rate. I did that uh, in the beginning as well. And then I was offered um, a much higher rate and um, I took it. And so for me, uh, then I started charging higher rate. And so I got rid of some of the clients that, you know, kind of like transition them to another professional, some of the clients that um, were paying me a lot less um, so that my time, because my time became more more valuable, more expensive, right? And so that was the, the process for me. But um, my first clients, you know, in 2006, when I um, went to school full time, because I could at that point, I got a scholarship, I got a little bit of, uh, you know, financial aid and stuff like that. I went to school full time and I really um, wanted to work full time. I mean, I had a job and I wasn't planning on leaving it, but but my job didn't want to accommodate the sh uh, schedule shifts that I had, meaning like some days I needed to come in later, some days I needed to leave earlier so that I could take the classes that I wanted to take with the professors that I wanted to take. And they didn't want that. So really, um, um, I said, okay, you know, if you can't accommodate it, that's fine. Um, I will leave and I will find a couple of part-time jobs. And I did. And where I found them was actually Craigslist of all places. At the time, this was 2006. So that's 16 years ago. Craigslist was a very good place. I don't know if it is now or not. There's a bunch of new platforms and stuff, but Craigslist was a, was the platform to find um, a job here and there. Obviously there's a lot of garbage. There was a lot of garbage there too. Um, and recruiters and everything else, but there was a lot of interesting stuff too. So um, I got, you know, at first I wanted to find a part-time job, like 30 hours a week, one place, but um, it didn't really work out um, as much, meaning I did find, find a company, but I wasn't really excited about working with them. I didn't really connect to their, I guess, model and, and stuff like that. And for me, that's important because I really 
like to believe in my clients and their models and their, you know, everything. And so I didn't take the job, but instead, like I was offered, oh, this client offered uh, me to come in for one and a half days a week. Okay. The other client, it was one day every other week. Great. Um, Then another client came around and they wanted me to work um, two days a week um, in office. And so I quickly created a schedule that I wanted and I was upfront with everybody of how much I could work, which also works really well for moms and, and working women who are trying to build some side, side business, side hustle, side income. Um, and so I was upfront with them and I said, listen, I have to leave at five because I have college classes. And they were okay with that because I was not a full-time person. They didn't have to pay me a full-time salary. But, it, but the thing is that my full-time job before was paying me $12 an hour. whereas my freelance uh, gigs started at 25 each. Um, they started at, you know, 25 and more. So like I had six or five or six clients. Some of them paid, some of them paid 25 an hour. Some of them paid 35 an hour. Some of them paid 40 an hour. And that was a lot more. And I was working about 40, 50 hours a week. And I was making a lot more than I was making working for someone full time. And someone that I had to beg for leaving early uh, or coming in late when I had some school classes. So um, it was really interesting how I was able to do that. And all of that was accomplished by communicating with the clients. And it was a lot easier doing it freelance. And especially if flexibility is everything for you, if you want to be flexible, I think it's important to remember that it's all about being upfront and really being um, communicating your values, I guess, what's important to you, to your client. Um, And that's it. And that's really, really simple. It's, you know, everybody's a human being, everybody's a person, everybody is, has their personal life. And so when you relate to people on that personal level, they they will relate back to you. And that's been true in everything that I've done in my entire career and life. Okay, my friend, that's a really short one, but I hope it was helpful. There's a lot more to it, but I'm excited to share this stuff with you because I think it's so empowering and so um, eye-opening sometimes to, to realize that there is an opportunity to do meaningful work, get paid what you're worth, and wor- work when it's convenient for you. I've had times when I worked till four o'clock at night because I was leaving on vacation to surprise my parents um, the next morning, but I still got my stuff done. So being responsible for my work and being taking pride in it was really a big part of it. And you can get there too. Absolutely. All right, my friend, I'll talk to you next week and have a great rest of the week. Bye.